Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we're going to talk about End of Days, the season finale of Torchwood Series 1. Um, this is the, the final episode of that season, and uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm very interested to get Adam's take on it. I have no idea what Adam's opinion on the episode will be. <laughs> so Adam, what, what did you think of the, of the episode? I wasn't crazy about this episode, I gotta say. It's, uh... I mean, it, it it's kind of messy. It kind of starts with the whole, you know, holes in time thing, which is kind of cool, but it, it's, but it felt a little more like something that should happen in a Doctor Who season finale than in a Torchwood one. Mm. But, you know, I, but they did that pretty well. But then just to spin partway through the episode where, oh, now we're going to pull out Abaddon. And I was just like, what? What, what happened? That That kind of threw me. <laughs> yeah it it uh i i feel the same way i think a lot of people feel that way about this episode um uh-huh. there you know what for me what got it i think number one it didn't it just didn't work for me as a finale in general it felt too like like i don't know there were there were some great episodes towards the end there um, mm-hmm. with like you know the jack harkness episode the captain jack harkness episode and and this is definitely tied to that episode but it it just didn't meet the promise of that. Or uh, earlier in the season, we get these glimmers of there's, you know, they keep talking about how there's nothing after you die, but then, oh, there's something moving in the darkness. And it's yeah. freaking Abaddon. And, and like, I felt like <laughs> nothing would have been more scary than Abaddon. Do you know what I mean? Like, Abaddon was so, like, how how corny can we be? Like, how corny of an answer can we come up with? Abaddon... <laughs> was the 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 corny response um yeah and he's also oh go ahead go ahead i'm sorry i'm saying yeah just a big giant demon dancing around but uh (laughs) i don't know uh yeah it it did not work for me it uh i mean yeah it's it's a real shame it it it, like i said they did have the build-up going i was excited and the and the guy the guy from the captain jack harkness episode they set up as being the sinister dude in the background it's like wow he's gonna do something cool he's really interesting but no no they kind of squandered him in this too and uh and they do call him son of the beast so like it's supposed you know there sort of seems to be a connection between you know abaddon and the um uh the monster in uh the impossible planet from doctor who but uh yeah but i don't know that one felt ferocious and lar and big and scary to me and you know, and it was was it like trapped by a black hole? And, yeah, and, Impossible Planet was a great episode. I thought yeah. I really enjoyed that two parter. And, and, uh, no, I did too. But this 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 felt like a a tiny Godzilla. Like I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe if they didn't have him stalking around, just acting like Godzilla, it wouldn't have. Had, maybe it could have been more. Yeah. But because they had him stalking the city, it was like, well, I don't know. You know, maybe. Maybe it just it just felt too small scale. Um. Yeah, it just well, it just jumped like it, it just like you know the episode up till that point had been kind of personal stakes, people kind of dealing with their personal conflicts and whether or not to open the rift and whether it would help them, and then boom, giant monster, and it was just mm-hmm. like it just felt like it just felt like you jumped from one episode to another right there. But oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a, it was not. I, I thought it was a, a not a great finale. Um, there were parts of it that I kind of liked. You know, there were 
there were mm-hmm. there were moments like when um when 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 Reese gets uh, well, we're gonna spoil things, but it's not much of a spoiler. But when Reese gets stabbed, um, I like yeah. the sort of she has a premonition of that, and then you know I guess the big surprise is it doesn't really matter where he is. You can't because you know the whole thing is when you know somebody's because early in an earlier episode there was Gwen went through something similar where uh, she had a vision of somebody dying at a particular time and place. And, and so you feel like she learned the lesson from that. So she goes to Reese. She's like, okay, I saw you die here. I'm going to take you to Torchwood. And it turns out yeah. it doesn't matter where he is. He's still going to get stabbed. So, uh, cause yeah. the guy that gave you the premonition was the one who was planning on doing it in the first place. So, uh, so I like that. I just didn't like where all those pieces led. And I didn't like, like you said, I didn't like the drama at Tor. Like that drama would have been fine in an episode about a sex alien it was so out of place in an mm-hmm. episode about time falling apart. and um, But also, in an episode about time falling apart, you don't need Abaddon. You just need the time falling apart. That time falling apart is its own monster. And so yeah. I think the episode would have been more interesting. I would have rather have watched Owen try to deal with the plague than, than have them fight Abaddon. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I mean, it, I mean, it, it felt... You know, it, it felt like more incoherent than like, you know, a really sloppy, one of Moffat's sloppier end of a season finales. That's what it felt like to me. And like I said, and, you know, having the time travel thing only kind of capped that. It's like, OK, I mean, it's kind of ironic that I felt that way because I'm watching this out of the order that everything aired. It's like none of those Moffat season finales that all ended with time has totally collapsed. It even happened at this point. But so I might be being a bit unfair to it on that. And I thought, I thought you know, it, it, it set up the stakes pretty well early on. Having the Roman guy, that scene was kind of fun. The scene with him going to the hospital and the people with the bubonic plague. And it, it really, it started well. <laughs> but, yeah. No, uh, I mean, it was cool. I liked the, 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 whole, the whole thing of, you know, opening up the time rift and having and having basically, you know, this issue where people are coming into our time from other periods was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that could, and, and you almost didn't, you don't, you don't need a devil in that plot. All you need is like, hey, there's some ancestor I'm trying to bring through or some, you could have had a much lower yeah. grade threat that might have been a little bit better than, uh, than, than Abaddon. I don't know. I just, I just, I just thought, and this just my gut reaction when the very first time I ever saw the episode was, you know, geez, like it just did. It just it, I, I was rolling my eyes as soon as, you know, as soon as uh, 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 Bayless is saying, you know, all hail Abaddon. It was like, oh, my God. Now, I know I know yeah. maybe they're trying to go for the corny thing, but like, I don't know. It, just it didn't, was it didn't work for me. No, no, it was it was way too corny. I mean, it just. I, just the, the series of the shots and everything, everything about it just felt terrible at that. For those those couple of scenes, the whole episode fell apart. And I know, and it just at the end, it's like they, it's like they wanted to sweep all the conflict off to the rug. It's like you know, Owen's you know after Jack's alive again, Owen's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I killed you. That's okay, man. It's cool. Well, you just you just tried to kill me. Well, and I feel like. <laughs> Jack's personality, that's fairly consistent with him. What I don't feel is consistent there. It's just that, you know, you guys are running Torchwood. Like, you're not, you know, like, like there are, there are, um, you know, like that kind of drama isn't acceptable at a bakery. 
let alone yeah. you know, <laughs> Torchwood. And so, you know, to, you know, the, you know, like, you know, any other place of employment that just that doesn't happen on, on a day when like everything has to go right. And 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 people, you know, and, and, and for all that to bubble to the surface at that moment uh, just felt a little contrived and high school yeah. drama like, you know, it, uh you yeah, know, well, the whole the whole initial fight where Jack ended up kicking Owen out, all of that just felt really. I, I was having a little trouble going with that conflict, but. Uh. Well, and also, if you're Jack, can you wait till tomorrow? Like, do you like if you're you know if if Owen's pissing you off that much, do you really want to kick him off in this moment? Like, can you yeah. can you wait ten seconds before the threat is passed? Um, I know. And it's like, uh, yeah, this is the standpoint. It's like part of this problem, too, is, oh, there's a bubonic plague outbreak in, uh, you know, here in town. I'm, oh, well, let's let's fire our medical guy because he's kind of a dick and I'm I pissed think, at him. But I, I think <laughs> one of the reasons the first season gets judged harshly is because of the finale. And I think it's a little unfair because I, I think the season itself is actually quite good. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I thought, wow, this episode must be why people hate this season so much because it wasn't that bad a season until now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, in fact, and the promise of the finale is really good. Like, like leading up to it, there's a they're very carefully sort of putting these little hints of what's coming down the pike from the very beginning. And, yeah, and and you're expecting it to all gel really well. You know, like maybe more like a bad wolf type situation or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I know that they may, you know, maybe you have different feelings about Bad Wolf, so I shouldn't assume, but uh, but Bad Wolf was good at the time, definitely. Yeah. Um, but this just kind of did something similar, and then in the end, it uh, it was Abaddon, and it was you know, it was, it was a little <laughs> t- silly. But but I think up to that point, it was it was a great season. So I, I uh, and and I also feel like I think if I was involved in making this episode, I wouldn't have seen that problem do you know what i mean it wouldn't have been as apparent to me if i were like in the eye of the storm make you know creatively involved in it so i can see how they kind of did this but yeah. uh um not that i have any experience making doing any of that stuff just you know i just see like i can sort of see how those like might have seemed like good creative decisions at the time um <laughs> yeah i mean because that, that's the thing it, it felt it all felt very rushed somehow to an extent. I feel like something must have gone wrong behind the scenes when they were making this. Cause it just, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't click. Well, I feel like and, they tried to put too much in the episode. Like there were just yeah. too many pieces. Um, yeah, that, that might really be it. There probably, there was too much story and then they kind of had to cut it down and you kind of got this mess. But, um, but it does it does go directly into Utopia the um you know the the, yeah. the first of the of the three parter for uh, um I think it's series three of Doctor Who, um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was interesting because I saw that before I saw this season, I saw Utopia first and then I saw this season, and then when you go back and you, you watch Utopia I don't know it kind of. It kind of it, it gives you a sense of what Jack Harkness has been up to, leading up yeah. to Utopia. So it, it just I don't know it makes it a little bit different. Um, yeah, that that's something I brought up a couple times during because on Utopia I'd watched it years back before watching the season. I hadn't watched it in a long time, and you know during the season I'm going so what's Jack's backstory again? Like yeah. how did he end up here at this time? And I don't remember. And then but that. Utopia is actually where he explains, oh, well, 
I went from that, you know, the, the future when we were fighting the Daleks, I traveled back to 1869, and then I had to live through all those years till now. And I'm like, okay, well, now now we're getting the backstory of everyone, which is a weird place to put it. It's like not it, it's not actually in Torchwood. It's in this well, other no, show. And it's funny, I, 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 after, so when we when we watched this over the weekend, I couldn't help but go back and watch Utopia again. It's like, I gotta go, now I gotta go see Utopia again. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And I, and I watched the whole three-parter. Um, cause I was just, you know, I got hooked into it again and I, and I was noticing that they, 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 yeah, they, 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 there's like a lot, like, I think Dr. Who benefited more from Torchwood than Torchwood benefited from Torchwood. If that, you know what I mean? Like, like they got a lot of mileage out of, uh, out of Jack for that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like the doctor doesn't even show up in the Torchwood episode. You just kind of get the sound TARDIS sound effect. So they yeah. don't, they don't get the. You know, they don't get to run the ads. Hey, the doctor's showing up on Torchwood tonight. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but the, the Jack definitely added something. I have to say, Utopia, it was, you know, it was was not a uh, not a great Martha episode, though, for her. Now, now what, was, like, what, was, what was it about uh, Martha, that episode, that you feel didn't... Well, like I said, I like Martha overall, but the mm-hmm. one thing is, like, whenever she would get mopey about the doctor mm. or really jealous of, of Rose. And like mm. <laughs> whole episode was people talking about Rose oh, and I get fuming yeah. in the background. It's like, Oh God, I'd forgotten this part of like, you know, the Martha characterization. But that was it's her like, whole thing though. She was like, that was her whole arc was that she was sort of the, the yeah. rebound companion. Um, I know that, that that was her that that was her arc, but I liked it when she wasn't involved with her arc. When she was mm. just doing stuff with it an episode, I liked Martha. She did lots of cool stuff, but it's just every time uh, we're going back to this again. Oh, yeah, I get she you. still still resents Rose. Oh. Okay, okay, and... that's fair. I I, I th- Utopia is one of my favorite episodes. Cause oh, it's I, a great episode. Yeah. I I'm not knocking the episode itself. I'm just saying it's. It's one where they really leaned hard, though, on the 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 part of Martha that, that didn't work for me. Yeah, that's uh, well. Who who is your favorite companion? I don't have we had this discussion Ooh, or have we not had. This uh, boy, we have. I don't think we have had this discussion, or if we have, we haven't had it in a while. So my opinion may have changed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on the new series. Yeah, the new. Well, from why, why don't we why don't we say new series first, and then we'll open it up to all series, so we can kind of get both answers. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, going yeah, we can just keep it to new series for okay. now because classic is a it's a whole big range. But uh, yeah, I uh, man, it's funny. It should be an easy question. Well, it's get, it gets uh, tougher every year to answer too because you keep getting more companions. So um, yeah, well, exactly. It's like I haven't I haven't fully digested our, our latest companion yet. So. I'm like, man, should I should I put her in the running? Because uh, she had a nice arc. Everything worked pretty well with her. Uh, I mean, let's go. Well, running through them. Let's see. Rose. Rose had a good first season, but she was not as good the second season. So I'm knocking her out. Uh, Martha. Like I said, I just the whole moping over the doctor and being jealous of Rose thing that. Uh, that kind of wipes her out. Then we have, jeez, uh, um, let's see. Donna, I think, was next, right? Donna was next. Donna was good. I, I didn't like the ending they gave Donna, but that in no way infringed on her character. Yeah, I like You that. know, I mean, 
like I think I think I'm going to go with Donna because the only bad thing about it was something that was done to her, not something she did. Okay. I mean, yeah, I like I like Donna. I liked Martha too, though. Um, and uh, I enjoyed Clara and Bill. I thought really one. I think Bill is definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe between uh, Bill and and um, and Donna might be. Uh, you know, they would probably be my two leads. May, partly because they both sort of initially, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like I was initially cold to them and then they yeah. won me over. And I, I feel like that is, I, when a character does that, <laughs> it's just a much better experience. You know what I mean? It's, no, a lot yeah, of the I mean, right. they won you over right away, but then they never, they never really delivered anything beyond that. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting you put it in that context because Donna had Runaway Bride where I hated her. I was like, oh, I didn't like her at all in <laughs> Runaway Bride. And then with Bill, we had that preview where you know it just put her in the worst possible light where we had that preview about a year before. And yeah, yeah. Everyone decided they didn't like her long before then. First, you know, with both Donna's real first episode as a companion and Bill's first episode as a companion, I instantly just really enjoyed them during their first real episode. Yeah. So after being prepared to hate them. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just a little reluctant to make Bill my favorite now. It's too soon. It's, I'm like, yeah, I know, because you don't know how you'll think in like five years. Like, uh, yeah, when the companion is is current, it's it's a lot harder. Like I like when like when Clara was a companion, I really liked Clara. You know, a lot of people had issues with mm-hmm. her, but I really enjoyed her. Um, but I, I thought but, she was very. I thought she was a lot better than people give her credit for. Even if you know the characterization was inconsistent, but I thought she did a great job. But um, but yeah. So uh, I forget how we got on companions though. Oh, but we were talking uh, about Utopia and. Uh, oh, because yeah, me talking about Martha in Utopia. That's I, I'm the one that led us down that path. That's okay. And also in Utopia, you had uh, the master. Uh, I, I thought that was one of the most brilliant. Um, <laughs> you know that that totally fooled me when I when the yeah. first time I saw it. Um, obviously last last uh, not last night, but the night before it didn't um, because I had seen it before, but. If I if I hadn't, it would have you know it was just so it, it, it I don't know it um I I really wish we got more of uh of of Derek Jacoby or J- I don't know if it's Jacoby or Jacoby whatever however you pronounce his name yeah it's Jacoby yeah uh, I, I I wish we got more of him as the master because I really think that he would have I I mean it's great that we got an episode but. There are times yeah, I, I, wish I wanted more. more. I think he's done. Has he done radio dramas? Have they done radio dramas with him? I don't know. I don't know if they had. But uh, but yeah. Speaking of radio dramas, in the side too, they they are actually doing a Torchwood radio drama. Yeah, I heard. They that. just announced. But that's that, like uh, if you, if you've been waiting for an actual season of Torchwood, a radio it's drama not just do doesn't it. quite cut it. I'm sorry. Like you know, no, like I know that there's no. a whole. There's a whole group of people that love the radio dramas, but I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe because I just haven't, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, at some point maybe I'll get into them, but I just haven't been able to enjoy the radio dramas the same way I enjoy the shows. Well, in danger of, you know, tarnishing my fandom, I have never listened to a single Big okay. Finish production, so okay. I haven't listened to any of them. I, I, I've, I've flirted with the idea. I will say if, if, if uh, you know, the, the big the big deterrent to me is largely cost because I don't know what I'm getting into if I mm. purchase one. You know what I mean? So that's the, um, you know, if they, if they were yeah. cheaper or free, I'd probably 
watch them more freely. Um, yeah, it's funny because I used to listen to lots of old time radio dramas about 10 to 15 years ago that I download off the Internet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, listen to lots of old timey crime story radio dramas and stuff, but I never listened to a Doctor Who one. Yeah, my, my dad used to play radio dramas when we were in the car on long trips. So, you know, mm-hmm. and in fact, we had BBC stuff like uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide in there and things like that. Oh yeah, that that um, one I but, had, uh, yeah. But uh, but I mean there was all I can't even remember the names of them, but they were like some of these real old like they almost sounded like Flash Gordon serial type radio dramas, you know. Um Yeah, yeah. No, I can't remember specifically what ones I was listened to. Mainly more crime thriller and horror ones would be the ones I'd listen to. But um but yeah, so uh you know, aside from from helping out Doctor Who series three, I think some of the other stuff that was cool. I liked the whole, like I said, the whole thing with Gwen and Reese. I kind of wish, part of me wishes that was a permanent thing, uh, because I do I don't like when shows kill somebody and then just bring them back. That is one of my pet peeves. It, um, it's weird to me. Yeah, I, the other thing about that too is that it felt like well, why did it bring him back necessarily? Because, I mean, if the guy was just tricking them into get, you know, it's his thing to get them to open the rift. Oh, he'll come back from the dead if you open the rift. I'm like, but it doesn't really, I don't know. I just didn't buy the sense that it really would have brought him back. Well, because what happened? Time started going in reverse, right? Because Jack killed. Oh, did it? Okay, I might have missed something there. I could be be misremembering the detail. I could have sworn that's, I could have sworn Oh no, that was um no, that wasn't um, it didn't go in reverse. That's you. Uh, that's the Utopia, uh, trilogy where it goes in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the explanation was. There might be one. Uh, I I maybe I yeah maybe maybe it was nothing to do with the rift opening. It was just when Utopia, the whole Utopia trilogy, went backwards. They went backwards a week oh, too far. There you go. And undid this, this episode because because Utopia happens right after. So. Yeah. Um, plus, yeah. plus they decided, you know, after they got down this episode, this is a terrible episode. So let's let's have, you know, Last of the Time Lords erase this episode too, so it never happens. So, you know, this was not a good but, episode, but it, it never actually happened. But but it but it, it is definitely one of my pet peeves with with the 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 new Who and and George where mm. people and, and it doesn't always happen. There are characters who die that stay dead, but when uh when they kill a character and then they bring them back five minutes later, uh. I don't know. It's. I feel like if you're going to kill the character, you should be willing to like make. If you're making the choice to kill them, it should be, you know, you you're 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 willing to accept that that character is no longer viable. Um, yeah, yeah. And I get there's probably well, more to it than that. They have to the the actor needs work and all that too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just it just undermines because even even when characters do die on Doctor Who now, it's like you don't quite believe it. You're like, oh, maybe they're dead. You know, well, I mean, yeah. They... That, that's the problem that happens, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and I get that there's time travel and there's a certain amount of that that you can, you know, you would expect a certain amount of time revision, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. They... They do a lot of things where they don't even rely on time travel to do it on yeah. Doctor Who. <laughs> they, they really abuse it. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. We, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's something that bothers me, definitely. But, the, uh, but yeah, Restang Dead would have made a very interesting arc for, uh, arc for, for Gwen the next season, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, her character would have been... I mean, in a way, it's probably good that they brought him back now that I'm thinking about it because Reese becomes a little bit more important as time goes on. But um, uh, but I don't know. I just feel like, you know, they could have just killed him. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's... So that's the, the last episode of the series for this season. Um, what does that leave you thinking in terms of next season? Like, what is... Like, what, what's I'm... your... I'm looking forward to next season because, like I said, on the whole, this this last episode did leave a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's kind of the X-Files situation. It's like, you know, X-Files had so many disappointing season finale, season premieres. There would be all this hype and it would all go in circles and you'd be disappointed. And then, then you get to the second episode of the next season and suddenly it's like, Oh cool. It's just a cool monster of the week again, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, okay, well this turned out to be junk, but I'm fine to get into some more, you know, weekly aliens with these guys. I, I think that's the kind, I think it's, I think it's exactly like that. I think, I think Torchwood really benefits uh, from the monster of the week type, you know that's that's again that's why I like the first two seasons a little more than uh, than season three and four. And season three, I think, was a very well done season. Like I think, just in mm-hmm. general, the writing was good, the acting was good, the story was good. But just yeah. as a Torchwood thing, it just felt like a totally different type of show. Um, and... Yeah, you told me that before we even started this because I've I've only seen season three before this, mm-hmm. and I I didn't quite get it. But after I watched a few episodes, I'm like, well, that. Yeah, season three isn't the same show in any way. It's an entirely different show yeah. with a couple of the characters from this show stuck in it. Yeah, That's I mean, it. And it was a great episode. It was a great story arc. It just that uh, it just felt mm-hmm. not. That, it would be like you know, it's it, it's sort of like X Files the movie. I guess it's like that kind of a jump where it's like, well, this just does not feel like an episodic show anymore. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Torchwood works well as a sort of monster of the week type type series um where you occasionally get some character development do you know what i mean but i don't sure. think it needs these big finales with with these massive shifts in what's going on i think you know you, you can I, I think it you know the more interesting stuff with torchwood is like the subtle things going you know some of the subtle tensions going on with some of the characters um yeah you know, and, I, and I think yeah exactly i mean i i I've said this before, but I think TV gets too addicted to doing really big character shifts on people. And it's like, you don't, you know, that works in a movie because you're done with those characters over two hours, but you only want to, you only want to push so hard on a TV character or they'll break. I have this theory that the TV shows get bad when the writers are sort of pining for another medium. Like they read a book and like, oh, if only we could do the time traveler's wife or, Oh, if only we could do, yes. uh, you know, uh, you know, this. then, then that, like that, that, uh, that, that longing to sort of like, you know, I'm going to make this like platoon, you know, it's like, well, it's not going to work in the context of a show. There's a different, yeah. Medium, you know, now, so. every now and then they will pull it off just to give a contrasting yeah. example. Cause countryside is basically like a slasher movie where they can't really kill any of the main characters yeah. and it works, but that was a dangerous thing to pull off. They did it, but, but, uh, but yeah, you sometimes gotta be you get weevil fight club, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. Exactly. So. Exactly. You gotta be very cautious. Weevil, 
Yeah, Weevil Fight Club was not not a, not the show's <laughs> greatest hour, but I'd say I'd say it was still a better episode than End of Days, so it, it okay. got a little bit redeemed. In, in terms <laughs> of gaming, did you think there was anything salvageable from the the finale? Um, let's see. I guess the gaming themes you'd get out of it. Uh, there's, I mean, well, you mentioned this, but uh. You know, the, the bringing things in from other times is an interesting thing to have happen where uh, you, you know, you could just go, hey, time broke. I could bring in all these crazy encounters from yeah. across time and space. I mean, it's like a game like Over the Edge. That that would be the kind of thing that would happen in a typical Over the Edge adventure. You know, I'm going yeah, to have Roman Legion show up and I'm going to have the bubonic plague break out and I'm going to have, you know, a World War II bomber fly overhead and whatever. No, I think I think that's um, I think that's a good use of time travel because it's like it brings the threat to the party rather than have the party travel back in time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, you know, the damage is easier to sort of manage as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have a campaign where my party just went back in time and uh, and, and I had th- I had. I think three different groups go back to the same period in similar scenario and one of them really like decided to make good use of their time in the past they uh oh, yeah. they, you know they 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 basically they basically took the thing that brought them back in time found another way back to the present encased that thing in a tomb that they knew that their characters were going to open up because they they had a big building project that they that they did on this mountain and so they put it on yeah. that mountain knowing the party would find it and then they placed specific instructions to the party on things to like <laughs> avoid and do and uh and 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 so and so so it completely changed the last year of my campaign and i've had to spend this week going over uh all of the things that it altered um oh wow <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a little more intense than having the time travel come to the players. And uh, but yeah, I mean, the thing is too when people are when when the players are the time travelers and not a case like this where the time travelers are coming to them, like I said, it gives the players a lot of control. They're they've got all this power in the situation mm-hmm. to manipulate events, whereas. You know, having all these time travelers pop up on you, you've just you've got to respond. You've got to figure it out. Yeah, it makes it more of an adventure scenario, I think, when the, you know, the, the time crack thing, that can happen in a session and then be fairly well taken care of by the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but I don't know. I was just I remember when I was watching the episode, I was thinking that that would be, you know, that, that the, so all of the different challenges that you can think of in that situation would would it's a GM would have a field day with that. Um, I think it would be, you know, really gameable. Yeah, it would be, um, you'd get a, you get a lot out of that and it's, you know, and I mean, it's, it's, it's great as a GM too, because you can just pick going back to, uh, you know, TV people that want to do other mediums. It's like, if you're playing some kind of game and you're like, man, I wish I was playing this other kind of game. You could just bring that thing in because time cracked open. And uh, Hey, I, I saw, I, you know, it's like, you know, you're thinking about Rome and you're like, great, I can bring Romans in and no, do it, whatever it, you want. Yeah. You can do all kinds. Like you could be, even if you were running like a, a fantasy game that had a specific flavor, you know, break, you know, a, a time riff like that could bring in virtually anything. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, really, it really opens up the possibilities. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, old school D&D's never been shy about bringing science fictional things into their games. So, you know, you've always got that option. You know, an adventure party that sort of gets thrust into a Victorian mystery might be interesting. You know, like you could do all kinds <laughs> of things. Um, you know, if they can do it on the Enterprise, you know, why can't you do it in a, um, uh, you know, D&D adventure? Um, that makes sense to me. The, uh, but the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, Victor D and D. Yeah, of course. There's the the famous D and D adventure in Dragon Magazine where you end up in the British Museum as a dungeon. That's uh, another another good time travel element. But yeah, it's it's interesting. We've actually had two time travel episodes back to back here with uh, Captain Jack Harkness and End of Days. And uh, so yeah, I guess. I, know, I kind of felt like it's weird they went to time travel, but I guess they've done it a few times over the season because we've had the uh, out of time one was time travel. Yeah, I mean t- time. I'm trying. I I think this season and next season you still see some of the time travel stuff. I, I mean, because it is linked to Doctor Who, it makes sense to me that that it does. Um, and 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 Jack Harkness as a character isn't from our time, so you know mm. it, it makes sense. You know, um, but. Uh, and again, I think that would have been. I think if they just focused on that, it would have been great. I think it was the bringing in Abaddon. Um, you know, they they maybe if they just made Bayless just some weird historian guy who just you know he just wanted to see Romans for the you know what I mean? like I don't know like he just wanted to unleash Romans on England or something. You know that would have yeah. maybe been more interesting to me. You know, he was just some yeah. some history fanatic just who uh, who got too deep and somehow was able to move through time freely. Uh, yeah, although the demon thing just kind of came out of nowhere somehow, too. It's like, well, what was Abaddon? You know, I mean, was was he a demon? Was he... I don't know. It just it just felt like he needed some kind of explanation or something to fit in the show because it, it didn't tie in with anything we'd seen this season, really. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, I think they were trying to tie it to the Beast idea, but that's still, like... That thing is so mysterious that it doesn't really add any clarity to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, that's, like, what? That's, like, maybe Satan? Is that what, you know, like, like, I don't, I don't, like, the beast is just this, you know, this, this ancient primordial force, I guess, that, uh, uh, you know, has become something, it's sort of like, um, what was that book, Childhood's End, where, uh, where we we meet aliens, and they look like devils, and the reason that we have devils in our mythology is because of, you know, like previous interactions with them or something. And, uh, yeah. And so it seemed like that sort of thing where that's sort of like what the beast, at least in the, in the, um, uh, impossible, impossible planet. planet. It, it yeah. Like and I mean, and that, that worked better too, because the whole thing was built around the beast. Even if you didn't realize it during the first episode, that you know, really, the whole reason for that planet circling the black hole is it's a, it's a prison for this creature that they're tunneling into. Yeah. So, it it all fit, it all worked together. Whereas Abaddon just kind of boing surprise Abaddon. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, I I hear you. I, I I think I think it could have used some more explanation. Um, and again, the Godzilla thing just wasn't working for me. And then Jack giving up all of it well not giving up all his lives but you know you know well it eats life so i'm gonna go step up to the you know that uh i don't know um uh, yeah my problem there it's like wow well he eats life i've got infinite life so that won't 
that'll be bad for him, I guess. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm getting at. That, that, it, I don't understand why that. I, like he just gorged himself until he died. Like, wouldn't that? Because, I mean, he didn't gorge on Jack for that long, so presumably no. that would have happened eventually, anyways. Um, un- unless you know there was something special about Jack's life force that just did him in. But, yeah, um, I guess. I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a strange. There were that and Reese coming back were two very not well explained aspects of the story. I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah, this didn't quite quite fit together at all. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so out of curiosity, I only watched Utopia. I didn't get to the other tour. Any of the other Torchwood characters in part two? I can't remember if they are. Uh, no, but they do mention Torchwood. He does say that he sent them on a on a goose chase to the Himalayas. Because, okay. Um, I was wondering uh, how they tied I that think, up when they got um, back to the I present. Think... Toshiko, I think, appears in one of the Doctor Who episodes at one point. I could have sworn. I, I know that uh, the, I think the Torchwood people are in the, uh, the season finale with a Davros. Uh, what is it? The uh, the one where all the planets are getting stolen by the Daleks. But I think she was in one. Bef- I think she was in one before Torchwood was a thing. Um, oh really? Yeah, let, oh. I'll look it up really quick. It shouldn't be too hard to find. I could have sworn no, because there was a there was a consistency issue. I think with they introduced her and she was a doctor. I think in the episode, and they had to explain away why that why she was presenting herself as a doctor in this earlier episode. Oh okay. Um, and so oh, Aliens of London. That's the that first it? one. Doctor Sato. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I kind of remember now. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, huh. maybe we'll go back and watch that and see uh, and see if we can <laughs> see if we can. From it. Um, yeah, yeah, Toshiko. Be, yeah, because the whole thing because Owen's the doctor, so I think they. I think. Do you want me to spoil for you how they close that consistency gap, or do you want to be surprised? For for for, for, for close the consistency up for what? Oh, so for... in in um, Aliens of London. Oh yeah, go ahead. Doctor, but she's it. not That's a doctor. Funny. She's um, I don't know, like a computer whiz or something. Uh, so uh, in the uh, you know she's like a forensics expert I think in the uh, um, in Torchwood yeah. something like that but in uh, in that she's clearly a medical doctor but that's what Owen is and we never see yeah. her in Torchwood really doing anything medical so uh, but again I won't spoil for you, but they explain it eventually they do explain it eventually um, <laughs> that's yeah that that'll be interesting I I, can, I I wouldn't be too hard to do under the circumstances but. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad. Yeah, I, I had no idea that was her in that episode. It's been too long since I watched the first season. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I, I don't think I even, uh, you know, noticed it myself. I think somebody pointed it out to me. Um, and then they mention it, uh, in passing in the next episode, not the next episode, but the next series, I think it comes up. Um, yeah, yeah, but the, uh, but yeah, I'll probably watch the rest of the Utopia trilogy just for uh, the sake of completion. Cause, uh... I, I have to say, I had a blast watching it. I was, uh, I was, uh, it's, I, I think it, it's, it's, well, well, how do you feel? You know, I know this isn't the topic of the day, but, but how did, how did you feel about that trilogy of episodes the first time you saw them? First time I saw it, I liked it a lot. I, I mean, I was a little disappointed by the retcon at the end, where any everything kind of ultimately ended up not mattering. But it was it was a good ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't get as outraged by, you know, the weird dwarf kind of doctor in the cage thing. Some people get really upset about Dude, that. I'm like, oh, yeah, yes. I, can... I, I wasn't aware that people were mad about that. Is that a... Yeah. What, now, what's the criticism of it? Like, why don't people like... Do they don't like the way it looks? Or, they, or is it something fundamental to the show they feel it violates? Yeah, I, I think they just don't understand why he gets old and tiny and whatever. And I'm like, I, well, I think I there know. is a weird consistency issue because I think he only ages him like a hundred years the first time, but he gets oh, really, really older. He doesn't turn into the little thing. He just you know he becomes an old man at first. But yeah. but I mean we know that like you know like Matt Smith's doctor spends like hundreds of years off camera and doesn't get that old. Not until the very yeah. end, you know. And, and then I think he. I don't know how long it was, but it was quite some time before he started showing any age. So, yeah. so there is this weird thing where the master ages him a hundred, I think it's a hundred years and he just turns into an old man. Um, yeah. I mean, so. I think, I think there's hundreds of years between the first and second season of Matt Smith that he'd been wandering around. Yeah. If I recall. Yeah. They they just keeps happening with Matt Smith's doctor. It's just like, Oh, you know, there's like just hundred gaps of centuries here and there. Um, yeah, it's just like Moffat was like, I'm going to add a thousand years to the doctor's age by the time I'm done. That's my goal. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, he succeeded. But, I think. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, rewatching it. It was um, uh, I, for some reason, I remember being kind of annoyed by the retcon as well. And I wasn't as mm-hmm. annoyed the second time I saw it. And yeah. Uh, well, I think I think I've had so many retcons in New Doctor Who that I'm kind of like used to it now. It, it, might, <laughs> you know be that. I mean? it might be that. I, I also feel that the the retcon was, as retcons go, it was fairly well explained. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it did make it did make internal sense. Because yeah. sometimes they'll retcon, and it's like, well, oh, there's just this big button that does this, and boom, and 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 it's retconned, and there's no real, it, 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 there's an explanation, but it's so superficial that. Uh, it doesn't really hold water. Whereas the thing yeah. with the satellites, it was like, okay, he's kind of, he's memorized the human population and got them all into this wavelength. And so, you know, <laughs> it, a, it made a certain amount of sense. Um, uh, you know, whether, whether it would make, you know, David Tennant float like that. And, uh, you know, but, but, yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's things that don't quite work, but I can yeah. overlook them. It was a fun, fun trilogy of episodes at the time. But yeah, I also was... thought, for a mopey companion, like you were saying, I thought Martha got a good end in the, yes. uh, you know, that she kind of gets to be this big hero. Um, yeah, and, and I I mean, it's good they had her, you know, get over it. Like, okay, I'm tired of moping around. I'm just, you know, not going to wait around for you. Bye, I'm leaving. It was, uh, it was one of the better exits yeah. uh, companions got. And the companions, on the whole, have gotten kind of, terrible exits for the most part on this show well so the the other thing too is the uh the gun the 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 four-part gun that she's supposed to be acquiring i i like that faint in the yes uh, yeah that was a really good faint and uh i don't know it just it just it worked really well for me that uh uh you know because you're so you're so you're so destroyed when the gun gets destroyed, and then you realize it's just like a uh, a trick. Yeah, a trick. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Ultimately, the doctor should beat the doctor just by. Sorry, the doctor should beat the master by outsmarting him, and that's that's the way it worked. His his plot was cleverer than the master's plot, so 
that's that that's that's a good good kind of plot. If they, yeah, I mean, if they killed him by shooting him with a gun, it's like all well, that. <laughs> and I think they had planted it's... some of the master in uh, the Torchwood series. I I think there were yeah. posters of like the Harold Saxon posters. In, in uh, uh, Captain Jack Harkness, I definitely yeah. spotted them. In yeah, the, uh, I think you brought that up. The dance um, hall. So you know that it, you know it, it's it's uh, I don't know. I just I just it's just a I I think it's it's a episode that probably does benefit from some Torchwood viewing. Uh, yeah, and it uh it it also uh, was interesting that the. Uh, you know, I, well, when I saw the, the posters, I, I wasn't sure actually where we were chronologically. I didn't know where this Torchwood season was in the chronology of Doctor Who. So, because the posters all looked really beat up mm. in Ca- that Captain Jack Harkness episode, and so I was wondering, oh, is that a callback to when that plot happened, mm. or is that a lead-in to this plot? Well, I wasn't I sure which way. I couldn't even remember either because I remember um, uh, as I was watching the season with you, I was trying to remember. Like, if, like, which Doctor Who episode, it, I knew it went into an episode, but I couldn't remember yeah. if it was the, if it was Utopia or if it was, um, the next one that Jack Harkness appears in, the, uh, oh god, I can't remember now, but you know, you know the one I'm thinking of. Uh, when, after that, after that trilogy, he, uh, boy, I really can't remember the next one. I think one, the, the one where, like, him, Donna, Martha Jones, I think they're all in it together. Oh yeah, that's uh, World's End. Yeah, sorry that. Yeah, that is the next one. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't remember if it was that or Utopia, and and so I, I you know, but 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 it was really enjoyable finishing this season and then saying, okay, I'm going to watch Utopia now, and you know, uh, so you... <laughs> it was a, uh, you know, I really had fun. Um, yeah, so it wasn't the greatest season finale, but there's a better season finale it yeah. leads into. Maybe so. that's what was motivating me. It was like, you know, seeking that, you know, like trying to squeeze a little bit of something out of the episode. But, yeah, you uh, got your closure. Yeah. You just had to jump to another series. Yeah. But we, we've already gone for 45 minutes, so I'm going uh, gonna to end the episode. And, uh, sure. And we'll uh, we'll be back on. I think on Friday we're supposed to be doing um, Bride with White Hair too. Right? Is that is that yes. the movie that we're supposed to be doing? Um, I believe that's the one I'm going to watch. So I okay. hope it's the one we're doing. Okay. So we're going to <laughs> we're going to we're going to have you watch that, and then we're going to talk about a completely different movie. And, and that, that's Adam fine. Um, oh, I can roll with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the, yeah, Bride with White Hair too, which I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I, I it's been a while since I've had like an excuse to see it, uh, so uh, so I'm 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 looking forward to rewatching it, and uh, and then I know we have some other things lined up. I think you, I, and Nick are gonna get back on the classic Who, and then yep, uh, now Gen Con's over, and then I guess I don't know. We'll uh, we'll talk after the episode whether we're gonna dive right into uh, Torchwood two or if we're gonna. Uh, uh, um, you know, shift to something else. I know we also have to do the uh, the Sean Connery movie Outland when Nick gets back. Yeah, we've got yeah. we've got a topic for the next classic Doctor Who too because it also involves a big giant monster. So we can debate was the giant monster better in this episode or in uh, what is it, Terror of the Zygons? Uh, so we'll uh, we'll figure that out. Okay. All right. So we, <laughs> we will be back on uh, soon, and we will talk to you later.